The RNC, uh, their in-house counsels have ruled that the removal of Christina Caramo as chair of the Michigan State Republican Party uh, was done fairly and uh, properly. Uh, and we have since learned that former President Donald Trump, who is bordering on becoming the presumptive nominee and therefore the head of the Republican Party, recognizes Pete Hoekstra as the legitimate chair. Um, the problem is, is that the other chair, Christina Caramo, doesn't yet recognize it. You know, the RNC unfortunately decided to unilaterally uh, on their website vacate the chair seat. Um, but we just had um, some updates that I won't discuss right now. Our legal team is preparing a public response for it. But the reality is I'm still legally the chair. And unfortunately, you know, we love President Trump, but he's been getting poor information um, from some individuals, unfortunately, because I'm still the chair. There has been no change. And ultimately, the state committee is the only one who has the authority to remove me as chair. And that has not occurred. Well, I bet our next guest has something to say about that. He is Pete Hoekstra who was elected in what the RNC recognized was a legitimate vote. He was elected as the chair of the Michigan Republican Party. He's also the former U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands under President Trump. Pete Hoekstra, good morning. Hey, good morning. So that was interesting. Uh, That was her speaking uh, with our Chris Renwick on JR Afternoon yesterday. She says the president is misled. Um, You say? I say I had a great conversation with the president on uh, on Friday night before he endorsed me. So, uh, you know, the president and I know each other. I I was his co-chair in Michigan in 2016 uh, when we won Michigan. I was a national security advisor through that campaign. I was a spokesperson for the campaign. Uh, I met with the president uh, a number of times while I was the ambassador to the Netherlands, and we took the prime minister and uh, you know, delegations from the Netherlands to the White House. Uh, the president knows me very well. We had a very nice conversation on Friday night, and he said, hey, Pete, you need my endorsement, or would you like my endorsement? And it said, absolutely, Mr. President, I would uh, I would welcome your endorsement. And he says, when do you want it? I said, oh, it would be nice to have it soon. He said, okay, it'll be out in 15 minutes. Uh, the president was wrong. He got it out in 10 minutes. So, uh, you know, the the president's looking forward to it's not personalities. He wants to put together the winning team in Michigan. He knows that if he wins Michigan, then there's a good chance he's the next president of the United States of America. So this is all about putting in place the, uh, the pieces of the puzzle that give him the best shot at winning the state of Michigan uh, in November. But does he understand that the RNC has not officially recognized you yet, even though they say the vote was proper? Uh, well, I mean, obviously they have indicated that uh, right now I'm going to most likely be the nominee. As we said before, they're dotting the I's, crossing the T's. This is a big move for uh, you know the state of Michigan, for the Republicans uh, in Michigan, and for the RNC. They want to get it right. I think within a week, eight days or so, they will uh, make the final adjudication that, uh, you know, that I am the chairperson of the Michigan Republican Party. Um, what about fundraising? Now that it seems things are moving in the right direction, can you uh, garner some support and some funds? Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we're working on putting together uh, three significant fundraisers in the next 30 days. Uh, the details for those will come out, uh, I think, fairly soon. And so, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, 
you know, we've got not only the fundraisers, we've got a lot of the grassroots folks and those types of things. They want to get behind, they want to get past what's happened over the last 12, 13 months. They want to focus on what they do best and what they get energized. Number one, they're, they want to have fun. Infighting is no fun. And number two is they want to get energized uh, to win elections. That's what a, that's what a state party does. It organizes, it organizes individuals uh, and creates a structure uh, for those individuals to be successful uh, in executing elections. We know that social media plays a big role. Does uh, Karamo's faction still maintain control over the social media and the party's website? Uh, they do, uh, and our bank accounts. Uh, you know, until the uh, you know, we don't like being in court, uh, but uh, we are in court. So we we have a we have a an appearance in court today. We will uh, move then to go to a temporary restraining order or. Uh, you know, uh, something like that, so that they are limited in what they can do with the accounts that they have, and ultimately the decision will be made to transfer those uh, over to the Michigan Republican Party. At the beginning of, of, of Trump's tenure as president, there was a lot of energy put into bringing back manufacturing jobs. Instead of offshoring component manufacturing, that we bring those jobs back here. Ford is trying to do that with some of the battery plants that it has, but there are concerns about the licensing arrangements that they have with some of the technological leaders that are Chinese-based. Have we moved the goalposts on Ford? Are they being bad guys? Why are they being harassed for the the, the partners that they've chosen? Well, the uh, I don't know if they're being harassed. These are well, they're, they're trying to open an investigation yeah. into the the, the uh, partnership agreement with CATL. We know that it's. It's common practice for Chinese companies to have a relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. Nothing new about that. So how has this crossed the line different from where we were, say, six, seven years ago when we were trying to get those jobs here? Well, you know, in 2000, uh, we had this vote in Congress to provide, uh, to give China permanent normal trade relations. I actually voted against that. Uh, Why? Uh, Because I didn't trust China. But, you know, the arguments for or if, you know, if we give China this relationship, they're going to become like us. They're going to abide by the rule of law. They're going to become more open, more democratic. They're going to respect human rights and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Bring them into the world community. They'll become like us. But what we figured out and that your, your timing actually is pretty good. Five, six years ago, uh, the majority of uh, you know, countries started to recognize, hey, that's not that's not happening. They're becoming more uh, abusive. Their human rights are getting worse. They're stealing our technology. They're becoming a global threat and all of those types of things. We didn't change. China changed, and it changed for the worse. Uh, And so – and they're becoming a much more significant international player threatening us, our values, and our system. And so China changed. And so in in the light of that – our national government, Republicans and Democrats, mm-hmm. are recognizing this threat and saying we got to hold China accountable. And so a company like Cattle that comes in has relationships with their military, has relationships, excuse me, with North Korea, and is tied to the genocide of the Uyghurs. Those are not the kind of companies that we want to be doing business with uh, and that we want to put in place as significant uh, players 
uh, in our key industries. You know, we, we've taken China out of the 5G discussion uh, in terms of uh, critical industries. You know, mm-hmm. Huawei, ZTE can't participate. Why? They are a threat to our national security. You know, China controlling uh, EVs and battery technology, that is a threat to our national security. And so, uh, yes, the, the federal government is paying due diligence uh, in investigating these relationships and China's motives uh, in putting in place these relationships. China's not doing these things to help America. We're not going to benefit from this. It's China and the Chinese Communist Party. And now, as we're seeing, it's also North Korea mm-hmm. uh, that may benefit from this relationship between Ford and cattle. Good idea in practice. It's tough in a global economy when it, things are you know, tied together. Yeah, as yeah. they're trying to be competitive and, and want to make sure that they have the best technological advantages out there. And unfortunately, a lot of those, you're right, are in the hands of, of China. China. Do they have an alternative that's U.S.-based in your mind? Oh, absolutely. Well, number one, you know, Ford has signed a number of battery agreements uh, with our friends, you know, South Korea, Germany, and those types of things. Uh, The other, you know, and those have also received significant uh, federal investments in those uh, in those projects. Yeah, look to our friends, look to our allies in Europe and in Asia, and create a real competitor. Uh, a dominant competitor to China, don't enrich them and enrich China. You know, this EVs make up 5% of car sales today, roughly. Uh, you know, this is, China's not in a dominant position. This is an evolving marketplace. If Ford, GM, you know, if they put their time and energy in investments, and some of this is federal and state money, we can catch up. And we can pers- uh, we can pass them uh, in terms of technology. Mm-hmm. This is an evolving marketplace. This is one where the U.S. and our allies need to create a footprint and investment that enables us to jumpstart this industry and leapfrog over China and again get a dominant position uh, like we've done in so many other marketplaces. This is a, this is this this is a real potential win for. The U.S. We can do this. All right, Pete Hoekstra, we thank you for your time, and we will look for some kind of uh, additional Conclusion. additional clarification <laughs> that will maybe yeah. be acceptable to Christina Caramo, and then maybe that will have to come through the courts. It certainly, it needs to come um, more uh, more strongly from the RNC. But we appreciate your time and uh, those uh, those fundraisers. Let us know when uh, you can announce those. All right, sounds good. Thanks. All right. Pete Hoekstra, one of uh, presumably two chairs of the uh, Michigan Republican Party and trying to unify that party under his leadership. Uh, Much more on J.R. Morning when we return.